Welcome, kids. Dare to be better. With Ray and Sid. How are you, Sid? I'm great. I'm rocking. Well, I'll be rolling this week. I see. If you're rocking, I'll be rolling. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, You feeling good? Yeah. Yeah, me too. You are? I am. You feel awake and feisty? Yes, I'm awake this week. I had plenty (laughs) of coffee. I chewed the grinds before we came on here. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Sid told everybody I was tired last week. Yeah. I just looked tired. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You look like, mm, Sydney, I'm going to take a little snooze. Yeah, it's all right. You're boring me. I'm going to go to sleep. Hit the mic. No one will notice. It's okay. No, no. You just keep talking. I'm going to go to sleep. (laughs) But, you know, I would. I know you would. Seven minutes later, she'd be like, oh, is he still awake? He hasn't (laughs) said anything in that. I know. Yeah, it's okay. Do you see how good I've gotten at um, um, not talking as much? Yeah, we, we, we have a good ebb and flow. I think it's great. Yeah, I think we've both gotten better at this. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. You know, practice makes perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You go on, you do things. Hey, there's a good topic for one of those weeks. I think we might have gotten to practice makes what? perfect from somebody. Oh. That's not, that's well, don't not you think I should take week. the note? Well, no, we have the email. <sighs> we have plenty of it. You know, the email is... Uh, that's our archive. That's our little... Okay, uh, yeah, you can go back to the email. Yeah, it's our escrow. We're good. Okay. We're cool. No, this week, uh, great topic. And this came up numerous times. This is a big, mm-hmm. big problem on the East Coast. It's a big problem with Italian families. It's a big problem with Jewish families. Mm. The topic is boundaries. Mm. Setting boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could tell you, growing up in a half Italian house mm-hmm. where everybody is in everybody's business all the time mm-hmm. boundaries don't exist privacy mm. doesn't exist people speak at a turn people are constantly in your business they're poking their nose where it doesn't belong they're offering input when you didn't ask it's and God forbid you marry into this family oh god forget about it you better have Forget. You better have a strong stomach, and yeah, yeah, you just have to. It's um, it's an experience. Mm, I'm sure it is. That's a really, really good topic, and we could probably do 60 minutes on this show, Mm -hmm. probably a week. But setting boundaries, um, Mm -hmm. how important is it to set a boundary? (laughs) Personal boundaries, personal space like everything it's everything if you don't teach someone how to handle you how to be in your life how to participate with you the only person you can blame is yourself because if you don't teach someone your boundaries you don't have to be abrasive you don't have to be rude you need to be okay with other people are going to put their boundaries on you and boundary setting in my opinion works this way so And I've become a master at setting boundaries. I haven't always been good. I've been pretty weak, actually, for a lot of my life. But now I'll say things like, I'm just going to use you for an example. Ray, you know, um, our session is going to start at 3 o'clock. And I'm really grateful that you'll show up at 2 o'clock. Because being there early, us prepping really helps the show. And we're, you know, we're focused together. Right. So what I've done is I've told you without telling you, you need to be an hour early. 
okay? I told you without telling you that it's how we're going to pull ourselves together. And I told you without telling you that this is how we become in sync. So there's kind of an art to to setting boundaries. You don't have to be abrasive and you don't have to be rude. You can guide people in what works for you in your life. Right. That was a for example, by the way. I am always an hour early. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we're always together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we're always walking in together. But that is a really good hypothetical. Um, There are people, I have friends that I have to tell, you know, be someplace at two if I want them at three. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, setting boundaries and and adhering to people's boundaries and and respecting boundaries is huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think failure to do so, failure to respect somebody's boundaries is just saying, you know, I don't really care. Right, right. I don't care how you feel. I don't care if I'm making you uncomfortable. You know, it's um, it's an unfortunate thing, but I think we've all done it. Like you said, we may not even be aware of it. Right. And, you know, sometimes people don't, like you said, they don't give you their boundaries or, you know, or they wait till it's too late and then they snap. Right. You know, like this last firm, excuse me, that I was in, I had this manager. She was... A a terrible manager. She was more of a control freak. But I did go in the office with her. <laughs> I, I said to her, excuse me, we need to have a meeting. And I walked to her office <laughs> and I opened up her door and I waited for her to walk in and sit down at her chair. And then I shut the door and I stood. I stood. And I said to her, I think we need to clarify boundaries. I am more than happy to work within your system. I'm more than happy to abide by your rules and do what needs to be done here to have an effective team. I'm happy to do that. I said, but I'm going to help you be aware of my boundaries, how to approach me, the kind of things to say to me if you want a good return from me, that kind of thing. And I would have never, I would have never been able to do that when I was younger, like in my 20s, you know. But now I'm at the age, there's clear, there's clear ways of being able to be in my life and participate with me and get a good return from me. So I, I'm really, and I wasn't mean to her. I wasn't rude to her. I sat down after I got her attention because I called that meeting. But I did sit down and I said, if you want me to be effective for you, if you want to get what you want out of me, this is how it's best to approach me. These are the best words to use with me. And I am more than happy to participate. And it worked really well, actually. Now, here's a fun devil's advocate. Uh Do you feel that you might have encroached on her boundaries by just basically dragging her into her office and uh, demanding a meeting? Could have. And you know what? I don't care. Because the point is, she had stepped over my boundaries so many times, and I, I had been very patient, and she wasn't listening. We've had discussions before. Was that like she, a dose of your own medicine kind of thing? She wasn't listening. And so I did a lot of pondering, what am I going to need to do to get her attention? All right, we're going to have a meeting in her office, and I'm going to call it. I got her attention, yeah, and, got and her things attention. changed. Well, you got results. Mm-hmm. I'm very patient. I can be very patient, but then there comes a point where I'm like, mm. "This stops today." Mm. Yeah, and I don't ever raise my voice, and I don't have to belittle anyone. 
but I'll, I'll stand firm and I'll give straight guidelines. This is how it's going to work best if you want the kind of return you're asking from me. I don't see anything wrong with that, especially when I've been patient. I think it happens exponentially in families because people tend to take advantage of you and take you for granted. Mm. More so take you for granted when they're in the same household. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this person won't mind or you're not thinking of it or I can replace it quickly before anybody notices then you forget. You know, so there are all sorts of examples of uh, overstepping. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think how you react to that again that can go hand in hand with apologies you know Mm -hmm. and um, you know managing a household is is hard is you know and more the more people that are in your house obviously the harder it is the more complex it gets you know right and it's harder to maintain a boundary with three siblings you had three sisters Mm -hmm. and you fought up a one bathroom that you all wanted to use and you know how I, so again, part of, in my opinion, setting boundaries is problem solving that issue. So I started doing everything in my room, you know, all my hair, my makeup in my room. I knew what time everybody got up. So I would get up just a little earlier to go in and you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that in my mind, that was my way of setting boundaries was, okay, this is what everybody else is doing. I'm going to maneuver around the system. And you're out of the way. And I'm out of the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I and I was able to accomplish what it was I was looking to get done, which was my makeup, my hair, you know, blah, right. blah, blah. But I, I do think boundary setting, I don't think that uh, you have to be abrasive and I don't think you have to be rude, but sometimes you do have to be direct because people don't often want to um, fit within your boundaries because if... If you require me to fit within your boundaries, that means I often have to make a little change, right? It's much easier if I can just be in your space however I want to be in your space and you not call me out on it and I get to talk to you any way I want to talk to you. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you set boundaries for me and say, no, that doesn't work, that makes me, if I want to be in your space, I have to alter myself. Right. You have to ask. Yeah. And I think it's good. It's very clear on... But again, I don't think you have to be... There's a difference between being assertive and being a biatch, you know? I think I might have mentioned this on another show. I don't remember. But um, at one point, I sent an email to family members because I wanted to do it all at once. And there was like three or four people that were affected by this. Okay. Or that were involved. And I was very, very polite in an email. It had to do with when my daughter was being born. And, uh, you know, everybody had an opinion on, again, this is an Italian matronly household, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody's been through it. They all had their own kids. And they said, oh, here's what you need to do. And, you know. How did the email work? Did it work well? It's, it put an end to it. Because, you know, my wife is from the South, and she's very private, and she's not Catholic, Mm -hmm. she's not Italian. Oh, how did that woman fit into this family? Was it hard for her at first? Yes, extremely. I would think so. Yes. Because is she a little submissive? Meaning not weak, but not as aggressive verbally. Yeah, she's Southern. She's very polite. Until she's not. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good when, for her. And then, which is not, it's a problem. Yeah. Good for her. But, you know, when you're pregnant, you know, you've been, you've been through it twice. Uh-huh. You don't need all these outside influences right. telling you, you know, what they need from you and right. you're not involving us enough. And, you know, it just, it was very, very, it, I mean, I'm keeping it very clean and keeping it very sanitized, but there was a lot of infringement. There was a lot mm. of interference to the point where I just said, listen, you know, did the this is the my email family. it just shut it right down. There it was shut it right down. No more. Good for you. Because I was very polite and I was but very direct. direct. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the three or four people that it was directed to, they all read it and they said, Oh well, they must be talking about them because certainly mm-hmm. it's not me. Right. And they all I'm sure they all have that same thought. And they were thinking, yeah, you know, I'm going to help him keep them in check. And maybe that's what did it, that that uh, cycle of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to watch you. Yeah. Whatever it was, I really don't care how it got done. See, that's what I'm talking about. Right. It doesn't matter how it gets done. You weren't rude. No. There's a difference between being rude and being polite. direct. I was very polite, very direct. I said, this is my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the dad. Mm-hmm. And we need a little privacy. And I said, this is, this is, you know, my house. These these are the rules. Yeah. And I'm sure they didn't like it. Right. Like I said, it was, it was met with, hmm, that's not about me. <laughs> but it didn't matter if you liked it or not. This is how it is. Right. And, and this, these are the people closest to me. Mm-hmm. This has been my family for my entire life. And I love every one of them, I, you know? But, again, it, it's family, I think, that tends to take you for granted the most. Because, sure. uh, you know, we're family. You're stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I think part of boundary setting is also um, deciding what you want. I mean, sure. it's like goal setting, right? If you don't know what it is you're heading towards, like, okay, if I'm setting a boundary for myself, I'm just going to use the same example in that place of work. I have to say to myself, how how do I want to feel when I'm here? Mm-hmm. How do I need people to show respect to me so I feel respected? Uh, those questions. So I ask the questions. Again, a game plan. Ask the questions. Then I build a game plan or a journey that fit that so it answers that question. I think that that's really important because a lot of people don't know how to set boundaries. No, they don't. Well, you got to ask the question first. What is my goal? Well, I want to feel happier when I'm here at work. Okay, great. How do I feel happier? Well, I feel I want to feel valued when I'm here at work, okay? I want to feel like people respect on how they approach me. Okay, great. So once you have these questions, now this is how we get them answered. You you can't just say, well, this is what I want, and you can talk to me any way you want. You right. say, you know what, Ray? If you want me to do a certain thing, you simply just have to ask me, but don't yell at me. You see that kind of thing. Right. Or um, if you want me to perform in this area, you can ask me, but don't tell me. Like, you'll do this. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and when you set that kind of guidelines for people, because sometimes it's maybe it's not even them being rude. Maybe it's an Italian family 
See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And this is how they communicate. But if you express to them, I don't communicate that way. So if you can communicate with me by asking a question or whatever, you're going to guide them on how to fit in your life. That's how you set boundaries. You decide what you want. You put a game plan together to decide what kind of outcome you want. And then you approach and you guide people. If you want this from me, this is the kind of question or way you approach me. And you'll get that. Now, what about a timid person? Somebody who is very socially timid and they're not confrontational at all. Mm -hmm. And obviously, they're very prone to being pushed around. (laughs) And, you know, their boundaries are probably being trampled. Probably. Now, I think email probably helps out in uh, a case like that because this is a good time to, to live in where we have email. Right. You know, 30, 40 years ago, that person would have had it even harder. They'd have right. to confront someone face-to-face or pick up a phone, which is, you know, better, but it's still, it's real time. Mm-hmm. As with an email, you can send it and, you know, assume somebody read it when they read it. Right. It's not very direct, but... Um, how would you recommend someone who was, you know, very timid, very bashful, like you said, submissive? Um, what would they do? Yeah, I would say email or text. And text is good, yeah. And also, it is the word you use, right? I feel, mm-hmm. I feel pressured when you, when approached like this, or I feel anxious when you raise your voice whatever these things are but words and approach are everything Mm -hmm. so depending on what kind of outcome and you got to ask yourself that too am i here just fighting am i just trying to make a point am i just fighting well then say whatever you want but if your goal is to get someone on your side to hear you and to work along with you then approach is going to be everything. The type of words you use, uh, the time, the way you give guidance, you know, because you can't come slamming back. You're this, you're that, and you'll treat me like this, you'll treat me like that. You're not going to get a good return. doesn't matter through email or verbally. But yes, somebody who's timid, somebody, um, well, this generation, because my girls, look at me, I'm queen of talk. Talk it up. My girls struggle to have a communication a face-to-face communication it's it's a technology has ruined that it's a real problem the inability to -to face-to-face communicate with someone yeah they they haven't had to technology is in the way yeah it's a real hiccup yeah but um but they could still use text they still can use email and again it's going to be about approach right and you got to be real direct though in what you're asking for you can't him on around on how you want people to treat you because then you got to be fine with just the way they treat you i think if you're overly timid it gives people the impression that maybe you're weak too Mm. and it might help it would definitely help if that timid person could maybe go in a little harder at that point. Oh, yeah, and direct. Aggressive, you know, and look, I'm not going to, you can't treat me this way and mm-hmm. I'm not to be talked to this way. Mm-hmm. May have to go a little heavier because if I say something like that, it may carry more weight, fair or unfair, you mm-hmm. know, than if somebody who was mousy tried it. And, you know, it's not going to. So what do you think about this? Let's say somebody who is a little more timid and they come at somebody because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that firm that I was with because I had a really timid woman in there with another woman who was extremely aggressive okay and 
the timid woman would, uh, I don't know, I, I think it was her approach, she and I had to talk about this, that she needed to be more deliberate on right. what she was expecting from this woman because she didn't want, because this is often what a timid person, they're worried about being too aggressive. Right. You see what I'm saying? So I, I do agree with you. I understand. This person needed to be more direct. She needed right. to be direct. Did I ever tell you the story about, I don't know if I did, but okay, it's in this firm, and that more timid woman, uh, they're sitting at a desk like this, and there's a wall behind them, and the more aggressive one is sitting to her right. Now, the more aggressive one could have walked out that side of the room, but instead she walks out this side of the room behind the chair every time and hits the chair of the more timid woman every time. <laughs> Her head every t seven times. Seven times I watched that happen. <laughs> you know, so finally, and after the second time, you would say something normally, right? So I finally walked up to the timid woman after the aggressive woman left, and I stood in front of the desk and I said, "Listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. You have to set your boundaries." And I said, "You need to tell her she needs to exit that way. That your chair." is not her bouncy house right. and that you're not okay with her just bouncing you around, right? So I said to her, I think you need to get a little more aggressive. Right. So the next time, this the more timid one, she, the more aggressive one gets up to leave and the timid one puts her hands behind her head and she reaches back in her chair and puts her feet up onto the desk so there's no room to walk behind her and she says to the more aggressive one, Take the other door. This is my space. Good. Her. It was beautiful. And guess what? The more aggressive one no longer was walking behind her. She was going out the other door. Wow. Yeah. But I did say to the more timid one, you can't say this mousy. You can't say it timid. Right. She'll just eat it up. you got to be really direct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. You, you know, somebody who's been taken advantage of is going to have to be a little stiffer. Yeah. And it's going to take the other person to back and they're going to go, wow, what got into you all yeah. of a sudden? And call our name and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I was used to pushing you around. What happened? <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I like it better the other way. I like that I could walk behind you every exactly. time and hit that chair to where you almost had whiplash yeah. every time. <laughs> I just couldn't watch it anymore. No, it, it's, it's infuriating. Mm -hmm. It really is. But... You know, that's the other part of it, too, is um, once you get the respect, you know, maintaining that respect. And I, I'm sure she made her point after that. You oh, know, yeah. You have to be consistent, message. though. Yeah. You right. can't let her start going by behind that chair again. Right. Yeah. She, you know, and most people would get the message, I think, after that. Yeah. You know, hopefully. But yeah. yeah. And, you know, at that point, I think they will see you in a different light. Mm -hmm. And that little more timid one, now she was all worried. Well, now she's going to think that I'm a beyond. See, yeah, right. And I said, you know what? Does it matter? Because she was calling you a different name before. So it just doesn't matter. That's her stuff. Right. Let her own that stuff. Her opinion about you has no relevance on who you are. Exactly. Her opinion about you is a zero. What's your opinion about you? Whatever you think about you is what matters. So I think those things are important, too, because you're not trying to please everyone. You're not trying to please everyone. 
That's not what boundary setting is. Boundary setting is you can be in my life because I choose you to be in my life. By the way, your life is no motel. People do not just come in and out at will, kick in the walls, leave and return. You choose who comes into your life. And only those who are in your life are in your life because they help you. They better you. They uplift you. If someone's not bringing something to the table, they must go. Now, what about somebody who won't stop texting you, won't stop calling you? And I mean, if, if you don't want to pick up, you don't pick up. Mm-hmm. But they don't. you don't answer their first message and they're sending you a second message. And the third message is, hello. Mm-hmm. I get this from certain people, mm-hmm. certain friends. And it's like, look, if I can't pick up, I'm not going to pick up. If I can't respond, I'm not going to respond. Right. And I'll certainly have to tell them that sometimes. Because they just figure, well, since I have the time to text, you should have the time to respond. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's convenient for me. So it needs to be convenient for you. Why haven't you answered me mm-hmm. my four texts in the last 12 minutes? Right. You know. And uh, that's happened on many occasions. So this is what I do because I've had some like that. Yeah. And I will say to them, my dear friend, I'm very busy and I do want you to be a part of my life. I want to give you my time so I will reply when I have the time to give you. I don't want to just give you, you know, rush you. Now, if that's uncomfortable for you, then you're going to have to be uncomfortable. Right. But I'm more than happy to reply, but I'm going to reply after work or whatever. Yeah, and it's got to be adequate time that yeah, I can give you. Because I want to, because I want to give you my time. It's not that I'm shunning you, and that I don't want to speak to you. It's because I respect you enough to give you more time than what I have right now. Right. And hopefully you can work with that because I really want to gift you with my time. Absolutely. Did you hear that, though? I did. Gift, gift you, you with my time. With my time. Mm-hmm. Because people don't understand that you and I and everyone, whoever we're giving time to, it's our gift. Right. We choose to gift you with our time. Not everybody gets my time and not everybody gets your time. No. So if you're going to get my time, I want to gift you with that. I want to give you appropriate amount of time. And I can do that after work. And so if that's uncomfortable for you, you're going to have to work through that. Right. <laughs> and I've said that several times. Mm, because when the they're time. at work and they're busy, they're not texting you. That's correct. They're texting you when it's convenient for them. That's right. Right. And that's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. It has to be a two-way street. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when someone's selfish and it's all about them, they're not thinking about these things. But I do love it when you say, you know, that's how I'm going to gift you. And if that's challenging for you then it will be my second gift is to allow you to work through that. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just going to let you work through that because be learning to problem solve that and learning to manage your anxiety and learning all of those things is a gift. I'm not going to take that from you. I'm going to gift you that too. That's a gift. You uh-huh. can keep, Right. Keep the ribbon. Yeah. Keep the paper. I'm just going to keep gifting you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, this is another great episode. This was a good one. Are we done? Yeah, just about. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, we had several email requests to do a show on boundaries. Because, like I said, there's a lot of people out there that are getting pushed around. And uh, Mm -hmm. I really think being taken for granted, you know? Yeah. And that does does have to do with us individually. If you're being taken 
for granted, then you need to take a step back and say, okay, I need to learn to set boundaries because nobody is going to set boundaries for you. If you don't have boundaries set for yourself, what I do is if you don't have boundaries set for you, I'm going to just go ahead and manage you into my boundaries. And I'm going to treat you this way and I'm going to do this and you're going to do that for me. And well, that was an open slate. No one set any boundaries for you. Right. Yeah. Write us. We love your content. Mm-hmm. Ray and Sid Show at gmail.com. You guys and girls, you're awesome. Mm. We love you. You Thank are the you. best. Dare to be better. With Ray and Sid. Talk to you later. Hey, thanks for checking us out. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to this channel and please tell your friends. We'd also love it if you headed over to daretobebettershow.com for tons of cool photos, extras, and a chance to shop for some sweet show swag. (laughs) Say that five times fast. I can barely say it once. If you keep coming, we'll keep delivering. Thanks again.